AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Then we continue Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. People pretty passionate. People pretty heated, Rodney, today. Yeah, yeah. They are. They are, Freddie. It's uh, it's sports and... Dodgers going to run here, Freddie, in, in the late July and August, and it's all forgotten. Yeah. The key is going to run. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was painful. <laughs> that was painful. If we get a chance, we'll let more of you weigh in later, but we don't want to do three hours of this because it's too much. We just can't let people unload for three consecutive hours. Why not? Oh, we can't do that. Okay. We can't do that. But you well, can, we'll, but you won't. Yeah, we shouldn't do it. But maybe later we'll we'll do it again. We gotta have some positive vibes going into the weekend, Fred. Yeah, this guy's not gonna have any positive vibes. No, no, no. He's gonna he's gonna place blame. Is he? Oh yeah. We welcome on our good friend for his Friday visit, Rob Parker. Rob, how are you? <laughs> how you doing, guys? Aren't you Aren't you calling because you want some positive feedback and feelings? Yes. yes. On a Friday. Yes. Give it to us, Rob. Give us okay. some positive feedback. It's- it's Friday, and pe- most people are off on Saturday. Okay, there's your positivity. <laughs> That's all you <laughs> That's got? That's it. That's, what That's you all got? I got. <laughs> all right, Rob. You no, know, hey. What? <laughs> what? I, can, I can come out of the bullpen and do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, people are pretty steamed about what happened. It, the overall series with the Giants, and obviously Kenley falling apart a couple of times here. Uh, if you're playing the blame game, where's the blame here? Uh, well, I mean, the check swing, he looked like he went on that, right? Yep. I mean, so that's the one that hurts. You know what I mean? Not the play, because I think the force, he was safe. I think that the replay got it right. Would you agree with that? Yes. He was safe. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, but the, I think in that it, situation, I think if you – and I, I think this goes to injuries too, because if you have your normal guys in there – um, then understanding the situation, I think Dave was alluding to that uh, it's a it's a force play right there. It's not you're not trying to t- turn a double play. So as a second baseman, when you're getting the final out and the play goes into the hole to the shortstop, you stretch like you're a first baseman to kind of take the flight time away. Right. You just need yeah. right. Right. You Absolutely. Yeah. You're just trying to get that force play and get off the field. So that was tough. But uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, you know the Do- the Dodgers have had their way with the Giants, and uh, but I'm sure people you just hate to give it up. You know yeah. what I mean when you when you have a closer who's been pitching as well as he has and that bounced back, uh, and then you get this. So I think sure I, I understand why people in LA are 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 kind of hot you, about that. Would you have trotted uh, Kenley out again last night, Dave? After what happened the night before, would you have brought him back out? Yes, he's your guy. You can't start doing that. You know, either he's your guy or he's not your guy. We saw that, right, when when it came time to close out the World Series. He wasn't out there. But this year he's pitched well enough. And, Rodney, you can't be afraid. Closers are going to give it up every so often, right? They're just going to have a bad night. And you can't be afraid to put that guy out there. Once you start doing that, 
He's going to understand, hey, this is a, a safe situation. I'm supposed to be out there. He loses confidence or starts to question whether the team really wants him or what's going on. So he's pitched well enough to earn that. I, I, I don't have an issue with that. But if you send him out, and you know he's struggling. We talked about this earlier, Rob. Do you have somebody up as a backup? You always got to, I think so. I, th- I think you want your guy to do it, but, but I think you – you got to get somebody up just in case. It's not a disrespect, but maybe, you know, maybe we look and say, this is two nights in a row. He really doesn't have, he's laboring. Maybe, maybe he's just, you know, off right now. He had been lights out. He had been great. Yeah. I had to eat my, eat crow. So, uh, I mean, it happens. Yeah. And you can't worry about, you know, the feeling or perception. You got to deal in reality. And the reality is the last three outings, he's struggled. Um, and even before, I mean, the, against the Rockies, before that he struggled. So you, you got to have somebody up. And I know there was questions. Well, if you if you use your closer and you have somebody warming in the bullpen, that doesn't send the right signal. And my argument is that yeah, but you're you're in it now. And if if he, if the guy is struggling, you got to have somebody ready because if the game does start to get tight and, and maybe out of hand, you can't then get somebody up because it's going to take another you know. 10 pitches or so to get, get that guy ready to go. So why, why not have somebody ready to go? I, I agree with you, Rodney, from this standpoint. Not the first day, the first game he struggles. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, not that day, but when you get, you said it, three straight outings where he struggled big time. So after the second one, right, you got to be like, okay, maybe he's in a, a dry patch and maybe we need to get somebody up. Do you know what I'm So I'm with yeah. you. Last night would have been the time to have somebody ready to go. Uh, okay, Rob, and you saw Dave Roberts just lose it at the end of the game. Threw his hat, charged out, gave the umpire a piece of his mind. Uh, was that just frustration over losing to the Giants, or is he frustrated? Yeah, I think it's a combination to lose two games like that. You know what I mean? Like, like it was huge. You lose two games uh, at the end, and then I think all of that, you know, to feel like you, you, you had it and look where you could be sitting, you know what I mean? And instead... Uh, the Giants give give more space between them and the Dodgers, so I think it's a lost opportunity. It's one thing if you were losing six to one, you know, when you just lost and you didn't hit, or they hit better and your pitching wasn't good, then you could just accept it. It was a bad day at the office. We had a couple of bad clunkers and were good. Instead, they had they had the lead to where they could have won and they didn't. Rob, you're you're a baseball junkie, um, and 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 I love that about you because you understand the history of the game. I've I've said this, and I've, I've it becomes to me more evident now more than ever in a world that we live in. Analytics and analytics kind of drive the game a little bit. Sometimes I think too much. Don't we need to go back to where pitchers are are, are going complete games? Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I was talking to some friends about the 1985 season that Dwight Gooden had when he went 24 and four. You remember that yep. year? 1.53. And Rodney and Fred, he had, of his 24 wins, 16 complete games, 1-6. I mean, just incredible. And now, you know, Jacob deGrom, you know, before he got injured, was having this unbelievable season. But he's averaging five or six innings a start. I can't look at it the same. There's no reason. I get it. They have a lot of money tied up in these guys. But they're babying them. And, and we saw a couple of weeks ago, remember right before the All-Star game, where Garrett Cole had been getting hit around like a rag doll, right? 
and then he pitched against the Astros, and Aaron Boone came to take him out, and he refused to get out, come out. Do you remember? And he pitched a complete game, 129 pitches, 12 strikeouts. I'm like, what, what happened to those, those uh, starts? Why can't we have those? And I think we need to get back to them, and that's analytics, Rod. Yeah. That's I mean, think about the, the way. The third time around, they're going to hit them. The third time yeah. around, they're going to hit them. Right. That's what they get, the fear of the unknown or this might happen. But you also got to use the eye test. Look at the way Walker Bueller was throwing last night. I'm like, let him go. Let him go finish the right. game. There's, there's no reason to pull somebody out if, if they're pitching well. And like you said, it's like the, the unknown Oh, no, the stats say that the third time around, teams are batting 100 points higher. Again, you know what I mean? That doesn't mean that tonight I got my good stuff and all my pitches working. Maybe that's going to negate that. I, I, I get looking at some of those numbers, but we really need to get off the analytics. Uh, you know, it comes with a job. Dave Roberts is the manager, uh, and people are all over him today. Why would you send Kenley out there? Why wouldn't you have somebody up warming up but Dave Roberts has won division titles. Dave Roberts has won a World Series. Does all of this fault or blame lie on Dave Roberts' shoulders? That's the job. You know, in this game, in baseball, you know, you can second-guess the manager all the time. And, uh, you know, it comes with the job. If you got thin skin, you're not going to last long. Because, you know, you could always say, oh, you should have taken him out. He threw too many pitches. You should have gotten him before. He pitched to this guy. You know what I mean? Why'd you take him out? If you, if you take him out and the other guy comes in and gives up a home run, right? Then it's like, what are you doing? You know, uh, so, so it's just the nature of the game. And uh, I'm not going to sit here and kill him in this situation. Uh, Jansen's been terrific other than recently. So you got to give the guy, if he's your closer and you're hoping to make a World Series run and all that, you need him. And you need him to, 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 be, to believe in him even in a rough patch. It's, it's, if, if this persists, now you know, then you've got to start to look at more things and determine, is, is he going to get out of this? Is this the beginning of the end? You know what I mean? Has he reverted to, to last year when we couldn't even use him in the World Series? Like, you've got to start to think to yourself like that. Yeah, and, and Rob, we, we talked about the fans and, and their frustration and, and them, you know, really letting Kenley have it and, and booing him the last couple of nights. And I, I've just never been a fan of, of booing your own guys and booing your hometown guys. What do you stand on that in terms of your hometown crowd booing their own players? I, I think there's a place for it, Rodney. I, I get it. You know, you're a former player. It's hard to understand why you wouldn't, you know, from your standpoint, why you wouldn't be pulling – for somebody, I remember when Kershaw gave up that home run to uh, who was that against Soto. the Nationals? Soto. Soto. No. Yeah, when he gave up that home run, and people streamed out of Dodger Stadium. You remember that? They yep. were so they they were just heartbroken. They really were like really bummed out. And Dodger fans are faithful. I, I you know I was just in St. Louis last night at the Cardinals game, and and you look at St. Louis and L.A. and New York and Boston and some of these other Detroit, some of these really, really died-in-the-wool baseball towns, and they just expect a lot from their team. And I'm not going to be mad at them. You know, like if, if, something, if they're always booing, maybe like Philadelphia, Rodney, you mm. played there. You know, 
That yeah. that town takes it to a different degree. Am I right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean they they are just they boot everything. They boot Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. You know, like nobody can please those fans. But I, I'm not against booing as long as there's no disrespectful language or racist stuff or anything like that. Like that, that's where I draw the line. If you're, you know, not satisfied with a uh, player's performance or thinks he could have done better, I, I'm, I'm cool with that. All right. Well, Rob, thank you for coming on. Thanks for sharing your insight as always. No doubt. You guys have a great weekend. And Fred? Yeah, we know, Rob. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, NBC you later. All right, Rob. There he goes, our dear friend, <laughs> Rob Parker. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what I said at the beginning. You know, if he's your guy, you got to ride with him. No, yeah. he's hit a rough patch, no question about it. But I, I just, it, it's a real dilemma. I, mm-hmm. This is something you got to watch, Rodney. You got to keep an eye on this. There's no question. You, you want to blame Dave Roberts? They knew he was going to close last night before the game started. They already made that decision. They're not going to change it because they'd already decided Kenley is going to go in. And Dave, again, has said he is patient. He considers it a strength. You want to play for a guy like that. All right, let's wrap up these calls. Want to do that? Yeah. These people have been on hold, so if you're on hold, you're coming on. Mark in L.A., go ahead. Mark, you there? All right, let's see. Tim and Fullerton, are you still holding? Go ahead. Yes, Fred. Hey, my point is I am tired of hearing people like yourself saying that Kenley had 21 saves in the first half of the season. No one cares when you're this good about the first half of the season. We can't trust in mentality and mental focus. Last year, we can't focus uh, commit to him this year. His mental focus needs to change. All right, Tim. So my, my point is on Kenley. Okay, and appreciate that, but here's the question. If he goes out last night and mows him down, because you don't know what he's going to do before he does it, right? I mean, you, you don't have a crystal ball. Because it was lights out. All right. Was... Let's say he goes out and he's lights out. Are we having that same conversation right now? We're not. No, we're not having the same conversation. Nope. But the big games, he crumbles under the big games. It happened last year, last four years, actually. First half of the season, no one cares. If, if he can have 25 out of 25, says, I don't care. When the big games matter, he crumbles. He's mentally weak. I believe he is. All right, Tim. Appreciate your call. Not sure we agree with that, but appreciate the call. Let's go Derek in the Palisades. Derek, thanks for holding. Go ahead. All right, thanks. For, <clears throat> thanks. I listen to you guys every day. Rodney Pete, I'm an old Carolina Panthers fan. So right on. Love you in Carolina. Thank you, brother. Um, I was there at the game last night. Um, I'm so sorry, but we have to blame uh, – we have to blame Roberts. We, you can, you can, you can see the music, the horror music coming in whenever he walked the guy. Then a guy got on base. It was enough. Thirty-two pitches is too much. Uh, this team is very good. Being that we have not even put all of our good players on the field at one time, we are still breathing down the neck to the Giants and can take first place. But I feel like a manager's job is to know his people. He needs to know physically where they are. And for the sake of the whole team and everything Walker did and everybody else did last night, then we you got you got to pull him. All right, thanks for the call, Derek. Appreciate it. Eight six six nine eight seven two five seventy. Let's go, Joe and Rancho. Joe, you've been holding. We appreciate that. Go ahead. Joe, you Hello? there? Oh, yep, you're right. Uh, go ahead. Oh, well, uh, want to say, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, Rodney and Fred, love you both. You guys do a great job. 
Um, I, I, okay, I'm, I'm a hometown guy. Uh, played some college baseball, and I, I got to tell you, let, let's put it out there. Dave Roberts, we love him. Great guy, great communicator, terrible tactician. And, and anybody that knows baseball can see that. And it's just like like the previous caller said, you got to know your guys, and you got to be able to make the right moves, the right chess moves. All right, Joe. Appreciate the call, and thank you for listening, and thank you for calling today. Uh, would you say, Rodney? Maybe we should have this when the Dodgers are on a roll and things are going good. I went up to the same people, give them credit. That's a great move by Dave Roberts. Great tactician. Great tactician letting Julio Urias ride it out during the playoffs last year and not bringing in a true closer, letting him close out games. Because the book says, go to your closer in a lot of those situations last year. But that was Dave Roberts deciding we're going to ride Julio, the hot hand, in the games that mattered the most. So, I mean, I, I, I get it. People are frustrated right now. But they did just win one, and there was some managing going on last year during the run. Yeah, and if you want to talk about managing, talk about Tampa's manager last year. Yeah. Talk about not going with the hot hand. Yeah. Came out and got him. Came out and got the pitcher. And yeah. The Dodgers won. They all started smiling. <laughs> yeah. When he came out and got him, everybody started smiling. Whoa, okay. Yeah. He went right by the book. He went right by the analytics. I think, I think what we've seen from Dave Roberts as he's been managing the club, he's grown. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can argue that. He has grown as a manager. I think early on, it was all right by the book. Every decision was right by the book. Not so much anymore. You might disagree with something he tries, but he's not going exactly by the analytic book. And last night, they had decided to use Kenley before the game started. That's what you have to remember here. Yeah, it wasn't a gut reaction. Okay, we're going to, let me think about it. No, if the if the situation arose and they needed yeah. the closer, Kenley was going to close. Yeah, same with the pinch hitter. Same with everything. It's, it's all mapped out before the game starts. All right, Ralphie, go ahead. Ralphie. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Love the show. Listen, all these fair weather fans probably never played ball in their lives, man. Listen, Kenley, he gets you there. You go with a guy that got you there. You got to instill the faith in him. If it weren't for a play here or there, he's out of that any. He's a victim of some bad luck. It's not Robert's fault. He wasn't noisy, not reaching for that ball at second. He wasn't in right field misplaying that ball. He wasn't Bueller missing the bunt with bases uh, with men at first and second. You push the buttons, you hope the right thing happens. It didn't happen. Give credit to San Francisco. They came. They kicked our butts in our house. Okay, we'll get you at home. You go back. You lift your wounds, and you get Kenley back out there and say, go kick some ass. Let's go, and let's go Dodgers. All right, Ralphie. Appreciate the call. Uh, we'll try to sneak more in later again. Yeah, And remember, we're not losing. Last night was not the seventh game of the World Series, right? It's it's one of 162. Big game, yes, but it's not game seven of the World Series, which I believe in game seven of the World Series, you don't make the same decisions that you make in July. Well, we learned that last year. Right. Yeah, it was one game, a painful game, a difficult game, but again, it was only one game. To the Rodney Pete Show. The hottest takes and the best sports talk in the city from a man who lived it. And Fred. Oh, yeah. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan on a Friday. Trying to get that last night bad taste out of our mouth, Freddie. Let's keep it moving. Keep it moving. Okay. Talk some Lakers here for a second. 
Because now it starts to get exciting with the offseason. What will they do? What won't they do? And a man that knows all. is Brad Turner from the L.A. Times. Interesting information today. Brad, welcome to the show, and thank you for being here. You know, Fred, thank you for having me on. Rodney, can I tell you something? Talk to me. The last two times I saw Fred Rogan was at basketball games, and both times he was eating food. <laughs> he couldn't even say hi. He was stuffing his face. He was stuffing his face, Brad? What? I mean, <laughs> I, not both times. I'm like, not both I'm like, times. Fred, hi, hi, Fred. Hi, Fred. Nope. It's Brad. Remember wow. me, BT? Wow. Nothing. Wow, Fred. No, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I was standing there with my son. You saw me yes. eating a second time as well? In Phoenix, Arizona. Were you oh. there for a game? Oh, yeah. Don't don't bother me there because the food is too good. That food in the press room there, was, <laughs> that press food in Phoenix, and you know it, Brad, that was the best food that people have served up in a long time. That was good. What was so good about it? You have some but, Southwestern salsa? What did you have in there? Oh, no. They had prime rib. But Rodney, prime rib. I can yeah. still say hi, Fred. Right. Like Take a break, Fred. Good. Take a break and say hi to your boy, Brad, man. I, I looked up. Exactly. So, so mm. I'm going to tell you what, Rodney. If it wasn't for you, I would not be on this show wow. right now. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Brad. I appreciate that. Of course. Don't mess with Fred and his food. Now, but there would be. In Phoenix, it was free. So you know don't mess with that because I'm going to eat all no, of that. No, don't do that. All right. Uh, so, Brad, you had great stuff this morning. Uh, two guys that might be interested in coming to the Lakers, and both of them are guys that handle the ball. They're point guards. Fill us in. Well, the first guy, Kyle Lowry, just a point guard, and he's a starting all-star point guard, so he, he is interested in coming here. If you recall when the Lakers were talking about, uh, there was rumors about them trying to trade for Kyle, and they didn't do it. When he came to L.A., do you recall what he did to them? He lit him up. And he, yes, he did. He didn't forget that. But he still would not mind playing for this team. He's a free agent. He's someone that's looking for, uh, you know, I think in the $20 million range, so the Lakers would have to do a signing trade to make it work with him. That's always a possibility. But the other guy, one other guy, actually, is DeMar Rose, who's a shooting guard and plays more of the mid-range type game. Went to Compton High School, went to USC. How about that, Rodney? Went to that. USC, yeah, my buddy. fellow Trojan, absolutely. You know, fellow Trojan. He's also interested in coming home for less than what he made in San Antonio at $27 million. Now, what does less mean? The Lakers can give him the mid-level exception of about $9 million. Is that less, or is he also looking for the $20 million range also? I mean, so those are two of the guys that have a lot of interest, and it just comes down to can the Lakers pull off a deal to get either one? Uh, all right, Brad, between those two, you, Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, who's a better fit for Ooh. the Lakers? Ooh, man. You know, the Lakers obviously need a point guard. We've heard enough talk, like you guys have heard the same thing I have, that Dennis Schroeder apparently won't be back with the Lakers. So if you lose him, then you need a point guard. You need someone that can stand up to LeBron and to AD and who's also won a championship, right? He knows what it takes. He's older, Larry is, but he's won a title, and that means something. Here's the concern I have. Uh, what we're doing here is, so a sign and trade, let's say. You know, nobody's going to sign and trade and sign a one-year deal. 
and they're going to want more, and they're going to want more money. Guys that are older, you don't want to sign an older guy to a four-year deal or a three-year deal. You don't want that. It's going to stunt you because, Brad, you got to win now. We all agree you've got to do it now with LeBron. But, boy, if they don't win it next year and everybody keeps getting older and making a lot of money, you're not going to win. I think that's the danger here. Now, a guy that'll come here, if you say he'll take less, the mid-level exception, that's that's a huge difference between $27 million and $9 million. But for argument's sake, let's say he'll take less. That's a better fit. You bring him in here for a year or two. Now, it's not the guy handling the ball. It's DeRozan who'll shoot. But I, I, I'm just hesitant about giving guys in their mid to late 30s long deals. Fred, you make a valid point there. And I agree with you. I don't think it would be a four-year deal. If anything, let's just be talking off the top of my head. Let's say it's a three-year deal, two years guaranteed, and the third year is the team option. I don't know how all this will work out, but a four-year deal is something the Lakers just can't afford to do because Kyle is, what, 35, 36 years old? He's not young. He's played a long time. There's a lot of mileage on that body. So you're right. But I still do believe that he would be the best fit. Not that tomorrow wouldn't be a good fit. He'd be a great fit with them. But if I have to choose between the two of them, I'm going with the point guard. No, I I, I hear you. Um, okay, so aside from those two, there's some other names have been thrown out there. Obviously, the championship just got over with, and people immediately start talking about Chris Paul. They start – um, also talking about Russell Westbrook uh, between those two, I don't, I don't know if either one of those can can work. But if you're talking about those two, even Dame Lillard has been thrown in there too. Mm. Um, yeah. But if you're talking about Chris Paul and Westbrook, and Fred just mentioned the 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 age factor in this, Westbrook just doesn't seem to he would fit with the way the Lakers are with LeBron James and AD in this in this Laker team as constructed. What do you think? Now, I agree, but here's one more name. Spencer Dinwiddie. He can play. He's been arrested. I like him. And he's That's coming, but, but he's also coming off an Achilles injury. Yep. Is he fully healthy? Yep. Now, when you're talking about Chris Paul, who got his team to the NBA Finals, everywhere he goes, the team win. But Chris also can grade on players. He can wear them on a little bit. I covered him. He can have guys going like, hey, man, just, uh, just chill out, dude. But he also would be playing with LeBron James. He's 36 years old. He has a chance to opt out of a contract making, what, $42 million? That Fred Rubin money? Please. Or he can, he can sign an extension for, let's say, three years, $126 million. Those are the things that he has to weigh. I don't see the Lakers doing a deal where they would acquire someone like Christmas 36 and giving him all of that money. The same thing you just said about you know, Kyle Lowry. Russell is obviously a different sort of fit for the Lakers. The one that he does that I really love about Russell, he plays hard all the time. You can't take that away from him. Now, if you have three alpha males and Russell and LeBron and AD, someone has to become the guy that pulls back a little bit. Which player would that be? I'm not sure who it would be. I would say, in my mind, the guy that I want to see take that next step is AD. 
I want to see him stay healthy. I want to see him play at least 72 games next season. I want to see him compete for not only an NBA championship, but play so well that we mention him as a top five candidate for the MVP award. Then that means he's played the whole year. That means he's, had, he's been healthy. He is the key to all of this to me. It's not LeBron James anymore because LeBron is aging. He can't lead a team by himself to a title. He needs help. AD has to be that guy. All right. Brad, thanks for coming on. Good stuff today. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. And uh, if I get some more food out there, Fred, I'll pass it on to you, All right. There goes our man Brad Turner from the L.A. Times. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, if a guy like Dem- DeMar DeRozan will play for $9 million a year. Come on, go get him. Yeah, absolutely. Bring him in. Because you got to figure Montrez Harrell probably will be gone. Right? Mm-hmm. So they'll have some money there. Yeah. Go for that and mid-level. Go get his own bucket. Go score. Yep. And and think about it. you got to... You know, you you have kind of that point forward and LeBron who's going to handle the ball a lot. So you don't necessarily need that dynamic. You need somebody that can be a floor general, but you don't need a Kyle Lowry type to, even though he'd be great, you don't need somebody to score 30 from you from the point guard position. Bring back Rondo, and he would fit in that scenario if you had DeRozan as well. Not the way he played in the playoffs last year. I'm sorry. I'm talking about for the Lakers, not for the Clippers. All right, my bad. Hey, y'all! Oh, yeah, Ronnie. Get with it. Give me a little funk coming back in on a Friday. What do you say, Freddie? Let's go. go. The Olympics are underway. Japan and Canada in women's soccer. Canadian goalie just had somebody fall on her head. She was down on the ground for about five minutes. Mm. Looked like she might have to come out of the game. But she didn't. And then, after somebody fell on her head, they gave Japan a penalty kick against her. Wow. And she stopped it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Canada leads that one one to another. Give her a medal now. Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Know your squad. Ed in Chino Hills, are you there? Yes, I'm right here. All right. Here's the deal, Ed. We're going to play uh, Know Your Squad. Today the squad is the Dodgers, okay? All right. All right. The deal is I'll give you a question, five choices. Let me give you all five choices. If you answer before I've given you all five choices, you are locked out of that question. You got it? Yeah. Good. Ronnie, you ready? Happy Friday, Rogan and Rodney. I'm ready. Let's play. All right, let's go. Dodger fans, play along. Who holds the single season record for highest stolen base percentage? When he was successful on 97% of his stolen base attempts. Maury Wells. Davey Lopes. Kurt Gibson. Dave Roberts. Pardon me. I'll do it again. Maury Wills, Davey Lopes, Kurt Gibson, Dave Roberts, or Dave Matthews? Davey Maury Wills. Oh, no, no. no Maury Wills? No Maury Wills. Dave no Davey Lopes? Dave Roberts, Rodney. All right. Ed, did you know that one? Right. Uh... I got to answer before Rodney, huh? Okay. Yeah. I got it. Okay. I thought you were going to give me the questions, and then I got to pick one, and then if I miss it, Rodney would get it. But, oh, no. Oh, uh, all no. Right. Get it now. Okay. You got it now? Yeah, I got it. All right. Which of these players had a team-high three homers in the seven-game World Series loss to the Astros in 2017? Cody Ballinger, Jock Peterson, Yasiel Puig, Corey Jack Seager. Pe- Whoop. Oh. Oh. Ed. Okay, so Ed, what happened there? 
I said Doc Peterson. Right, but you said it before all five choices were given, right? Yeah. Okay. So that means you get locked out. You got to wait for all five choices. All right. Wow. All right. I so got you, one right. Wrong. Yeah, you got one right, but it was wrong. But don't worry about it. You're, you'll be in for the next question. So let me give it to all Rodney right. and Ronnie again. Which of these players had a team-high three home runs in the seven-game World Series loss to the Astros in 2017? Cody Bellinger, Jock Peterson, Yasiel Puig, Corey Seager, or Corey Jock Peterson. <laughs> we have to do a tie on that one. Yeah, we'll just give that a tie. We'll give that a tie. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm looking to see if Ronnie's Ronnie's getting in his track stance when that one happens. That's right. Sturdy gate. Let's go. You see me draw out that last name? Yeah, I did. Try to get somebody jump yeah, in. You were. You were trying Jeez, to get Fred almost jump. fell over. All right, here's the good news, Ed. Because it's a tie, nobody gets that point, so you're right back in it. All right. Here's the next one. Well, we both get a point, don't we? No. Oh, that's not no how No points awarded in ties. Oh, thought I'd try to change it up a little bit. Uprising? No, no points. Dodgers won the World Series in a six in six games over the Yankees in 81, who led the team in hits in the regular season with 128. Ron Say, Pedro Guerrero, Bill Russell, Dusty Baker, or Anita Baker. Dusty Ronda. Baker. No good. Pedro Guerrero. Ronnie, you said Dusty, Dusty Baker. Baker. Yeah. Anita Ronda Baker. Baker's Acres. No, it was not Anita Baker. It was Dusty Baker. So Ronnie and Rodney each have one. Here's your next one. Which of these players was not traded by the Marlins to the Dodgers in the Mike Piazza deal in 1998? Manuel Barrios, Charles Johnson, Bobby Bonilla, Mike Judd, or Ashley Judd? Bobby Bonilla. No good. Mike Judd. Mike Judd. Barrios got it. Mike, all right. Rodney said Mike Judd, so he gets it. That Barrios guy is an incorrect answer. You cannot yell out that Barrios. What was Barrios. the first answer, Fred? It was, what was Manuel the first Barrios. Manuel Barrios. Right. Okay. But you cannot yell out that Barrios guy. Well, I forgot his first name, Fred. Okay. A Barrios guy. You knew what he was talking about. Yeah, But Fred, that's not going to work. You've got to have his name. What's wrong with you today, Or an accepted What if he nickname? just said Barrios? Would that work? I'd have taken that. Yeah. What about if I said Mario? I would not have oh, taken okay. that. <laughs> okay. So Where is Mario right now? Where is Mario? I thought he was texting you earlier, Fred. That was yesterday. Mario, are you listening? Yeah. If Mario's listening, he'll call. I like his glasses. I do, too. Yeah. Okay. Ed, we digress. I'm sorry. We made a mistake. Now, you're still alive, Ed. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Don Sutton holds the franchise record for most home runs allowed in a single season with 38. Which of these players is tied with Don Newcomb for the second most home runs allowed in a single season with 35? Jeff Weaver, Jose Lima, Darren Dreifert, Ted Lilly or Ted Kennedy? Darren Dreifert. How about Ted you? Dreyford. Ted Lilly. And it is no good. Jed Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> what, Adam? <laughs> uh, you say that one again there, Rodney? You want to clarify <laughs> that? No, no, I won't. Darren Weaver. <laughs> I thought you said Jeff Weaver. Yeah, I did. I can't say the Barrios guy, but. I said Weaver. Jeff Weaver. Jed Weaver. I heard Jed Weaver. Jeff. Did you say Jed Weaver? Jed Fish Weaver. Jeff. Wait, did you say Jed Weaver? Jeff Weaver. No, Adam. I think we have to go to the tape for this. Yeah, we're going to go to the tape. But was Weaver right? I'm sorry, Rod. Yes. Weaver was right. Just like Barrio would have worked, Weaver works. I just checked and he said Jed. Okay, but Weaver works. (laughs) 
<laughs> Does Weaver work? It would have if you hadn't said Jed. Why? Because that was a different person. In, in the category? No. That you said? Normally we do first and last name. Today we said Barrios would have worked if you hadn't called him. My mic was out. It that was Barrios guy. That Barrios yeah. guy. Yeah. Barrios would have worked. Right. Weaver worked. Yeah, but not Jed. Was Weaver. there a Jed as a category, as a person, as an answer? No. Okay, so it doesn't matter. Weaver. Weaver worked. There was a Ted. I didn't say Ted. I said Weaver. Adam, what do you think? I think we got to take away that question. Ooh. No one wins. All right. Let's throw keep it, it close here. Let's, Let's give Ed a chance. Okay. Okay. Go okay. throw it out. I don't want no charity. All right. So here is the final question. Ed, here's where we're at. Rodney has two. Ronnie has one. If you get it, you tie Ronnie, okay? All right. All right. Now, let's go. We mentioned Jose Lima in the last question. And speaking of Jose Lima, he pitched a complete game shutout in Game 3 of the NLDS in 2004 against the Cardinals. Which of these Dodger players hit two home runs in that game? Jason Worth, Adrian Beltre, Sean Green, Brett Main, or Gucci Mane? Sean, Sean Green. Green. Sean Green is correct. I believe it was Rodney. What do you say there, Ronnie? Never lost. I, I don't know. I, I Fred's a little suspect today. Are, are we going to check the tape on that one too? I don't know. Um, I, I think Rodney got it. Yeah, we'll, Rodney we'll got it. Tell. Yeah, Rod, Rodney got it. Rodney, congratulations. Congratulations, Thank you, Rod. Thank you. Never lost. You had a pretty good week. Yeah, it's been a good week. Yeah, had a good week. Been a uh, good week. Ronnie, well done. And Ed, thanks for playing. That hey, was Ed. great. Thanks a lot, buddy. Well, I heard some. Trash cans banging every time before ah, I like that. Eddie. Eddie with That's the parting, I heard. with the parting shot. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired as that goes. Yes. All right, Ed, you have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks.